0: welcome back to range anxiety it's time to test your might with the greatest and the biggest and the baddest automotive epicast in uh, australia well it's not quite the biggest But I tell you what, I did get my Spotify wrapped report. Now, as a creator, it doesn't tell you um, what you've been listening to. More to the point, it tells you what your listeners have been doing and how big and bad we're getting. And we're up 44% this year in terms of new listeners. And we're big in Norway. I don't know why we're big in Norway, but we're big in Norway. So, well, thank you Norwegians. I suppose it's because you're all sort of like red hot into your electric cars. But we do talk a lot of internal combustion on this uh epicast this range anxiety because you do get range anxious particularly when you're driving a uh, race car this internal combustion and what leads me into this conversation today and i'll thank you uh i got uh i got all sort of carried away there techno syndrome uh, by the immortals the theme from mortal combat test you mate finish him Who doesn't remember Raiden, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, uh, Sub-Zero and many other luminaries. And of course, I believe in the in the movie, I reckon Kylie Minogue, the famous Aussie singer slash actress played a part as well. So there you go. Show my age yet again on Range Anxiety. So why are we testing our might because this weekend is a very sad weekend for me. Um, those of you that follow me on Facebook would have seen that I spent some time talking about this being Holden's last race in the V8 Supercar Series ever. This great South Australian icon built out there at the Elizabeth Plant by mates of mine. And parents of my mates and whatever over many generations, our Golden Holden is finally being put to rest. Even though you haven't been able to buy one for a while, this is its last official um, outing as a brand uh, uh Holden in Australia at uh, the uh, Adelaide 500 street race yeah on the streets of Adelaide back where the car was made and it's a fitting end and it's quite sad now I'm doing this on the Sunday morning this epicast there is a race to go today that's spread over two days and uh, yesterday we had an iconic one-two from um, I don't know what they're called these days. Walkinshaw Andretti United sound like a bloody soccer team, really, don't they? And the, and they're going a Mustang next year, so you know I don't know how happy I am with them anyway. But yeah, they were the original. I think they took over the original HRT Holden Racing Team. An old Tom Walkinshaw, you know, he uh, after he sort of collapsed at Arrows F1, sort of did something with HSV and and walkinshaw here so yeah it was quite an iconic one too with you know chas most at the flying kiwi and um nick Perkat the bmw specialist kid from flagstaff hill coming in in a formation finish so yeah that was really good to see brought a tear to the eye nearly today's a different story and i think it's going to be a lot harder for them because street circuits as a rule are shitful things to be on that's right you heard it here first they are crapful things no driver really likes them drivers make out they do and you'll hear drivers say oh this is a great circuit and we did this and and that's wild secretly deep down they hate them and there's a good few reasons why walking around in there on friday as a guest of Osterio and uh beastly pool heating of all of all places um it reminds you that when you're in a build-up structure like that where there's big pit buildings and, and more to the point, cement walls all the way around the track, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, it gets very still. And when it gets very still, it gets very hot. And when it gets very hot, both cars and drivers suffer. Now, the fact that we're holding this in, the, in, in our summer season, uh, doesn't help. I mean, the race has always been held, whether it was in March, down below 500 in, in Mad March, or now in its new home of December as the final round of the year. It's not likely you're going to get cold weather, Uh, however, you know, knowing Adelaide and the way it's been at the moment, with our climate change, you would and maybe never know. Um, But yeah, it was stinking hot in there yesterday, it was hot on Friday, it was stinking hot 30 degrees C or 32 degrees C in the old money, uh, new money, and it's going to be 34 to 36 in there today, which gives us track temperatures around 60 C, tyre temperatures as they come off the car around 150 C. And yeah, in there, in the car, you'll be in the sixties to seventies. I would have thought, or high fifties. And yeah, that that's bloody hot. Lucky these um, Nancys that drive them these days have cool suits and don't have to be like real men and drive around in a t-shirt with a fag hanging out their mouth. Now nah, it's it's hot, nasty work, and you see towards the end of the day at these street circuits, particularly the Adelaide 500, uh, they you know a few driving errors caused by fatigue, even though these guys are super fit and, you know, super trained and have special diets and physios and everything else, um, you know, the heat does get to them after a while. Now, another bad thing about street circuits is, and particularly Adelaide with its section of curves out or, or turns out the back there, known as the staircase, is that all of the corners, or a lot of the corners where you're at high commitment, are blind. You're turning in blind, so you've actually got to have a physical sighter, a physical marker, on the way into the corner to, to position the car. So, you know, clip this point of the curb here to know that when you can see the exit, you're gonna be lined up at the right point. So it makes it, you know, you'll see a lot of people run off in Adelaide at turn 11. You think, don't they know what they're doing? Don't they know how to drive? It's because they're positioning the car to get that exit right, and a few millimeters either way, particularly in the heat of the day when you're tired, and boom, you're a fence ornament, as we saw yesterday. So yeah, expect some tough racing. Another thing that happens there is uh, engine temperatures and oil temperatures, coolant and oil, go through the roof because there's no natural convection because of the walls. The walls trap the heat in. And because of that, not only do the tyres overheat, but the brakes overheat which is, um, and it was a South Australian team, Team Dynamic, that used a water injection system on the brakes into the, into the centre of the disc, which I used many years later on um, uh, Nissan GDRs because they had, you know, fairly weak brakes when used at the track, the 35s. And with this water injection system, I was able to extend their life and performance markedly, you know, without any real downsides well, maybe the discs did crack a little bit faster, but not much. And this and GDR disc cracked as soon as you looked at the bloody things anyway. So yeah, that wasn't too bad. So yep, expecting a hot, tough race today. I really want to see another Holden 1-2, or at least a Holden in first position, you know, up there on the podium, because it's it's just right you know and it's the end of an era and it's 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 a very actually very very sad time someone like me i've owned building oh you're into electric cars you're a wanker don and i've owned uh 15 12 to 15 holden supercharged twin turbocharged tunners sedans never had a coupe i don't think but yeah i've got a long history with holden and you know i not only made a lot of money out of them over the years tuning them and and you know allowed me to have a great lifestyle today thank you holden um but it also, um, I also enjoyed it. You know, they were a blokey kind of a car, you know, and that's not saying it in a sexist way. But, you know, there were much better cars around when I was buying VXs and VYs and stuff like that. And I could have afforded much better cars than VXs and VY Commodores new off the floor. But there was just that camaraderie and that sort of bullshit factor. And and they were pretty cool and pretty good value for the money, the holdings you know, they weren't... You, you kind of knew what you were getting. You know, a couple of good mates that had had a few bourbons were putting them together out there on the production line, you know, adjusting the panels with rubber mallets and their knees and, and you know, filling them in and respraying them differently and, and touching them up. And they were just honest cars. And, you know, they were a mod platform, so you didn't get one, unfortunately. You didn't get one and say, I'm keeping this baby stock and uh, just sitting on it. I mean, plenty of people did. They were just boring farts, you know, and, and bad luck to them. But yeah, you just got them and you're putting an exhaust on them straight away and you tuned them, you're putting in that on them. And then you thought, am I putting a cam in first or just supercharging or turbocharging? Or maybe I'll put the cam in and supercharge your turbo. You know, it was just great fun and great times. And you know, a lot of the mates that I still have today, They weren't made before those times and they haven't been made really much after those times. They're all mates from that era. Back when Holden were making cool cars, we're all having fun, we're all tuning them up and we're all, you know, racing for sheep stations at the drag strip on the weekend. What a time to be alive that was and it all comes to an end, in my mind anyway. The way I see things, it all comes to an end today. So, you know, Flat Earth, Booger Eater, whatever, we were all mates and, you know, I've still got a lot of flat earth bulgarita holden buddies i mean look at book club Yep, they haven't moved on to stellantis yet but you know they will pretty soon so thank you sayonara goodbye holden i will miss you and don't worry one day i'm going to find an immaculate example of the one i want and i'm going to sit on it for some time well not actually on it but you know sit it in the collection i suppose you could say Right, on to other things. Now, where was I? Um, yes, speaking of a Stellantis, we've had some progress in the Donnan household. And uh, remember, we went from a Bentley um, to a Fiat 500 a Bath. I mean, two more polar opposites you couldn't find. I think maybe it might be a Bentley and a Fiat a Bath. I don't think either of those are happening. Well, not the 1.4, you know, turbo uh, petrol one or the W W12 or v8 in the bent i don't think so sorry no but one thing we have sort of sort of agreed on is that the new fiat 500 a bath e which is just coming out in europe so i wouldn't expect it here before end of 23 earliest i mean you know what stellantis i like it pretty much anything yeah not great um is coming to town will be coming to town eventually and I've had a look at it and I reckon that could be a good compromise between a Nissan Leaf or a Tesla and um, a Fiat 500 and a Fiat Bath 1.4 petrol shitbox banger a 500e sorry 500e Bath or whatever it's called looks pretty cool Comes in some funky colours. It's only got the same shitbox piss-weak drivetrain as the um, 500e, but I think they wind it up a bit harder in the inverter software or whatever so that, you know, it's a couple of seconds faster to 100. I mean, it's still slow. It ain't no Telstra. I think it's still slower than a standard model, like short-range Model Y, which is like the weakest, or standard-range Model Y, which is the weakest Tesla ever made in terms of acceleration and speed. And you didn't hear that here first. Yeah, it's a bit of an embarrassment to Tesla, actually, the standard range model Y. I mean, seven seconds to 100? No. We build fast cars, remember? Not slow shit. That's horrible. That's Corolla pace. I won't take that. Anyway, the 500 looks to be cutesy in around that point. Let, let's see what price point it comes in at. This is it's 75 grand, which it probably will be, knowing Stellantis. I mean, they ask... 90s for a Jeep Wrangler shorty two door. I mean, FFS. I mean, what sort of oyster reader would do that? You know? Wow. Anyway, if it comes in at a reasonable price, I'll buy. If it comes in at 75 grand, second hand Model 3 in the 50s, it would be a much better proposition. Faster, safer, cooler, smarter, yada, yada, yada. You know, and if you don't like the look of it, bang some wheels on it. You've still got plenty of change and it, and maybe an unplugged body kit. You know, now we're talking. Good thing over, over a... Oh, I've got my hand. i just got my Apple Watch caught in the hat. Velcro band. everyone. That's what happens when you're recording a range anxiety. You can get a little bit carried away. So, yeah, any news on the plaid? Nope. Don't even start me. The Model Y Performance guys like my brother in Melbourne... Uh they're getting like prepare for deliveries. Uh, but I didn't say listen cupcake. Um I've had it prepare for delivery on my plaid now on my phone for eight months and it hasn't moved from there. Oh, internal combustion, there you go. Beautiful, nasty, noisy old thing. Slow too. Um I don't even know, you know, it's gonna be that long. The plaid's gonna be like a bloody old car by the time we get it. Am I gonna bother? Am I going to bother or am I going to look at shifting marks and doing something else? It's a real tough one because, you know, if this drags on another 18 months, 12 to 18 months, which it could, to get plaid in right-hand drive in Australia, I think my priorities might have moved on. So, Elon, I don't want to cancel this order. I mean, I'll sit in line till it happens. But how old's the order now? I reckon I ordered it in October twenty. November 20, October, November 20. Whenever the order system came online in Australia, it's been over two years heading towards in the threes. I mean, that's a big wait for a sedan. I mean, I know it's a fucking fast sedan, Elon, but honestly, something's got to give here because I am getting sick of fucking waiting and there's going to be not faster cars and probably not better cars come along, but just newer cars, you know? And I might decide that, a Model 3 performance with some mods, like I'm sitting in right now recording this, is indeed enough for me. Particularly since I got a speeding fine the other day. Not in this, but in a client's car. I've never, I've probably rubbed it on about this before. It incenses me so much. Not doing anything stupid. Supercharged holding. You know who you are when you're listening to this chooch. I wasn't doing anything stupid. I was looking for like a, a misfire at cruise, but I didn't see the speed sign and 64 in a 50 zone bang 515 bucks cop that up the backside don it now you can do that in a plaid in about point eight of a second you can start racking up them 500 buck big one fines you know i don't know it's a car that's gonna be i mean it doesn't have the balance or the poise of a model three you know it's a bigger heavier car so it's a bigger shitbox to start with I mean, it's got this sledgehammer performance, but apart from the drag strip, well, you're going to beat everyone, and everyone's going to hate you. I mean, every road car you're, you're going to fucking destroy, right? Apart from the cocks that have got, like, pro stocks that have somehow managed to swindle some engineer and pay them under the table to get, you know, registration plates on it and go, my car's fully road legal. No, it's not, you dick, you know? Apart from them that are running, like, sevens in a road cars via Stellantis... Apart from them, you're going to beat everyone. So what's the fucking point, really? You know, I'm actually... If if, if Elon had kept me excited and kept drip-feeding me info and, and we're going to get this on this date, I may have more of a woody about this whole project. But at the moment, it's starting to drag on. And with new Highlander coming in the Tesla range, which is the new and improved and revamped Model 3 range in the next couple of years, or next year or so, which they will do because that's a volume seller, right? Unlike a Plaid. And they're making, making multiple plants why not a new model 3 performance particularly if they put a carbon wrapped um set of rotors in it now in the back of it imagine that tw- tw- oh, plaid motor in the back of a model three now that my friend would be an eight second car shh don't tell elon he's already said he'll never do it speaking of plaid motors though the semi did get released as i was talking um to paul about some of my predictions were wrong not as wrong as some other idiots which i'll talk about in a minute. But, yeah, it doesn't have four Model 3 motors in it. No, 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 no. It's got a plaid system in the back of it. so carbon, you know, wrap rotors for 1,000 horsepower of, of grunt coming out the back of it. But the way it works is quite cool. Like, it only engages that plaid motor during acceleration or high torque demand. The rest of the time, it runs on, like, an, in, an induction-style front power unit out of a Model 3 just to cruise it. So it's got a cruise motor and a seamlessly software-controlled grunt motor's which mean, even though they didn't release the times, I kind of looked at it, unloaded, this semi should run quarter mile times, similar to a VFSS standard Commodore. Fucking amazing. And yeah, I mean, typical Tesla, we don't build slow cars. Half of their semi release wasn't about the 500 mile range and about how quickly you can charge it and all of that cool shit. It was about, look how we can blow off any other diesel truck on the road. Look at what slow polluting junk they are. There were some good things that came out of it, you know. Like I didn't realise, even though there aren't a lot of trucks compared to cars on the road, in the US they make up 20% of the emissions issues that, of, of all vehicles. So, you know, there's some cool shit that I learned out of, out of Big Daddy's kind of thing there. Will we ever see semi here? Absolutely not. It's class 8 and apparently it doesn't meet our ADRs. It's too wide and, you know, it can't hold 60 billion tonnes of fresh pulsating boogers between snot eaters, you know, addresses and all of this sign of kind of crap. You know, Aussies get very defensive. It's due to a lot of inbreeding over the years, but Aussies get very, very defensive about anyone having a better idea or understanding this big, wide brown country better than any of us, you bastards. You wouldn't have a fucking clue, you septic tank ain't Get back in your box, fella. You know, that fucking mentality that's defined Australians, mainly as nimrods in the international scene for many, many years. So, yeah, we won't see it here. What I'm hoping, and again, I'm going to make an impassioned plea. France, if you're listening, not France, sir, France, one whole thousand, if you're listening, because I know you do like your range anxiety from time to time, please give us an update on Right Hand Drive, because... You know, it's it's getting pretty fucking um, boring um, for us Tesla owners in enthusiasts in Australia. Now that sort sort of does us for today on this epi cast. Um, It is, I'm recording on Sunday, even though you already have a Sunday session. It's actually coming out on Wednesday, this one. But I'll fill in what happens. Um, I know what's actually going to happen there at the race today. Let me tell you, I'm going to get hot, dehydrated, just about faint in the sun, covered in dirt, be in toilets that stink, but still be intoxicated, listening to that beautiful uh, music of V8s and Holdens for the very last time. So thank you once more for listening to Range Anxiety. Bye.